you and giving you a name that's above every other name that at the mention of that name every knee should bow both in heaven and earth and beneath the earth we exalt you made higher than angels better than the heavens we exalt you Jesus the Son of God we honor you we say hallowed be your name we worship you we worship you we worship you the Christ of God hallelujah. the anointed one yes, of God hallelujah. the chosen one of yes. God the gracious man the power of God the wisdom of God Christ Messiah, the Savior of, of all mankind, we worship you, we honor you, we glorify your name, glory. This is your season, your season, Namahi Alder, Vahendi Brandiza, Faradaus. Christ, 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 Opinion Alva Tafa Dava Tava Tava Eranoste Prestus, the Simeon to Christian Christ, the Stepan of Christ, the Stepan of Christ. Thank you. Ali Magarashta. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
Magatosa Pratavana Pagadosa and Negadosha Magadoshta 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 Pratavana Katali Araboshti Pratadadosi Ali Bravanoshti Katevena Matali Arosi Pravanati Anoshte Kanati Apati Alosi I just hear in my spirit the spirit of the Lord saying that Christ of his fullness is poured out for you and of his fullness you come into his fullness for his fullness keeps pouring and keeps pouring it it has no end it has no beginning for his fullness just keeps pouring and keeps pouring and as you partake of his fullness you come for you come into his fullness for if you don't take part of his fullness you have no part in him if you take no part in that which is pouring out from him you have no part in him he pours it out through his doctrines through his teachings through his understandings for there are his graces there are his graces being poured out out of him of his fullness you receive his grace that you be established with grace that you be established with grace for he is poured out for you he is poured out for you that you be full of him he is poured out he is poured out that you be full of him partake of his fullness come into his fullness come into his fullness drink of him drink of him drink of him drink of him drink and drink and drink of him till the wine of the world is eroded out of you drink of him till his blood fills you drink of him till his blood fills you for the bread the pool is open the pool is open jesus is flowing jesus is flowing he's overflowing and flowing for you to drink he's overflowing for you to drink he's overflowing christ is open christ is open drink of his fullness drink 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 of this fullness drink drink i say drink i say drink i say drink drink of this fullness drink of his fullness for without his fullness you have no part in him drink of his fullness drink of his fullness his fullness is poured out for you his fullness that which is filled of is poured out for you drink of him drink of him drink of him drink i say drink it's the season of drinking it's a season of drinking for he's poured out he's poured out he's opened up for you he's opened up for you drink of him drink of him be drunk in him be drunk in him be intoxicated with him be intoxicated with him that your sight begins to see nothing but him that you begin to see nothing but him i will begin to make him so real to your souls he will become a reality to your heart oh beautiful are you beautiful he is beautiful he is your eyes will be all the real meaning of beauty your eyes will be all the real meaning of beauty 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 jesus is beautiful jesus is beautiful see beauty behold beauty behold beauty behold his beauty behold his beauty jesus is beautiful drink and drink and drink of him for you come into his fullness as you drink says the spirit of the lord amen thank you lord Amen. Amen. Our Lord, we, we give you a free course tonight. We give you a free way. Come and bless us as you will. I ask for a grace for um, a grace to fetch the side uh, through doctrine so that you can bring the materials, the scriptures which needs to characterize this blessing so that it can be carried. Father, bring understanding for grace to ride upon into our heart. 
Father, I pray you, through your doctrine, you will pave way and you will bring construction, Lord, of these images, of these things, of this reality which you want to impress upon our heart. Thank you because you are unveiling the reality of Christ. You are even with each installment of the Spirit, you are making him more real and more real and more real. Lord, we, we drink with our heart, which is our vessel. We fetch with our vessel, which we have brought before you in your presence and your table. Tonight, I ask, give every listener the, the strength, the grace, the capacity, the ability to fetch and to drink. Thank you, our Father. We give you all the praise today. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord, I commit myself to you and pray we use my vessel. In the name of Jesus, amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Ephesians chapter 4, without wasting time. Let's go on. Praise God. Um, good evening to everybody. Hope you had a good day, a wonderful day today. Um, you're welcome again to, uh, I guess, the second day of our prayers. Um, amen. amen. We are still trusting the Lord to uh, shed more light on uh, what... Uh, praise God to shed more light on on what uh, he has opened up or what he's opening up to us praise God um, so Ephesians 4 from <coughs> Ephesians 4 from verse 1 praise God um, let's see uh, from verse 1 I therefore praise God I therefore the prisoner of the law um, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith wherewith ye are called. Praise God. I, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you therefore that you beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. And of course we know this vocation is really what he was speaking about at the end of chapter 3 <coughs> from um, you see, up from verse 14 downwards, what he began to pray about well, for this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he will grant you according to the riches of his glory, that you be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man, and then that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you be rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and then what the height and verse 19 and to know the love of christ that which passeth knowledge and then that ye may be filled with all the fullness of god um, then now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us, unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. Praise God. So he mentioned um, fullness in verse 19, of course, but he was speaking of a higher dimension of fullness than what he really elucidated upon or what he 
really explained in detail. He didn't explain the fullness of God, but um, what he was explaining, uh, which is actually what he spoke, you see, in this whole place, he mentioned the fullness of God just as he mentioned it. Um, just that he might be filled with all the fullness of God, which is why we are doing all these things. But his main, um, his main trust, or what he was committed, uh, were the, most of the things he spoke about before. Uh, what you see in, in verse 18, he was also speaking cons- about a fullness, even though you don't see the word fullness there. But he was describing fullness um, verse 17, it said, First, Christ will dwell in your heart by faith. Praise God. Uh, Christ will dwell in your heart by faith first. Then when he dwells by faith, the purpose of indwelling of faith, praise God, is to, is to make you rooted. Praise God. <laughs> is to make you what? Is to make you rooted. Amen. Then you will now be grounded in love. To make you rooted and then to make you what? Grounded in love. So you see, faith is actually for love, right? Faith has no purpose without love. Faith is a messenger of love, or faith is an instrument that love sends. Go and, go and bring a person, go and bring a soul into my domain. Praise God. And so, so, so faith is what prepares the soul to, to, to gain admission into the school of love. Praise the Lord. So any heart who hasn't been baptized into faith can never be a lover. Praise, praise the Lord. Any heart who has not become a master of faith cannot be a lover. It cannot be a real lover. According to the, the New Testament definition of love, you can't be a lover, praise God, if you have not been tutored by faith. Because the, faith, the love of God is a spiritual love that, is, that flows by, it flows through, it flow, it's carried by a spiritual, it's carried about or carried on through, a, through spiritual methodology. Mm. All right, what does that mean? That it is not fueled by the will of man mm. or by the, it is not fueled by the willingness mm. of man. It doesn't, it doesn't flow by the willingness of man. What flows by man's willingness is just natural kindness, mm. which men have. And that kindness goes off and on. If it's a good day, it's off. If it's, if it's, sorry, it's a good day, you see it. If it's a bad day, it's not there. Praise God. <laughs> so, but that's not love. Amen. Love, um, love actually, what establishes love is the, is, it is affinity, development of affinity for commandment, for being commanded, is what fosters love in your New Testament love in a soul. So what makes a soul able to flow in love is that if the soul has learned how to be commanded for a long time. What is commandment? Do what you wouldn't naturally do. But it came to you by revelation, which is what faith is. Uh, so faith is, the, faith is the speaking realm. It's where faith is introduction to being led. 
Mm -hmm. or introduction to being commanded. That's what faith world is all about. Like the, the world of the wilderness is, let us bring all these rascally Israelites who are bearing Israel in name only. Praise God. But, but when you check them, they are dependent on, the, on Egypt and they are dependent on the land and dependent on the, the goodnesses which they, which they have in Egypt but have not learned how to fetch source how to live by, you know, and he said there was Moses who told them that the reason why he did all these things, that they might learn that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that cometh from praise God. Are you seeing that? So, so literally, that was just their training. If you ask me, what was the training in the world? It was a simple training. It's to learn that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from where? From the mouth of God. And you might say, well, isn't that a simple training? Just Moses gather all Israel and tell them, All Israel, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds and be completely the matter. <laughs> but just telling a man that <laughs> does not, cannot break his affinity with where his bread comes from. Praise God. You have to tamper with that bread and tamper with his environment. Praise God. And bring him into a terrain where. He must be. He must look up to what cometh down from heaven. Amen. He must look up to what tosseth the Lord to for his own life and for his sustenance. Praise God. And, and so it is in such an environment that's where the, they begin the training of a lover, a, or a lover who will love spiritually. Amen. Well, if you ask me what is love really, if you ask, what is really the, I mean, the exercising or the settlement in love? Settlement in love is, is a soul who has inherited commandments. Uh, are you getting me? A soul who has what? Inherited commandments. So in the New Testament, if you find a man with a New Testament love, he, he, he wasn't born with it. No man was born with New Testament love or the love of Christ, what the Bible calls the love of Christ, is that he went through a training, praise God, which made him compatible for, to, to live by commandment. Naturally, to live naturally by commandment. And so the beginning of that training is faith. So verse 17, it says that Christ may... Christ may dwell, I have to try and be fast today as I'm getting grace. Amen. Amen. So I'm sensing that grace, so I'm trying my best. Wait, are you guys seeing me? You're seeing me? Praise God. <laughs> Amen. So I'm obeying the grace. If it's there, I will go fast. Praise the Lord. So you see that Christ may, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by what? Amen. By faith. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. And then that, that ye being rooted and grounded in love, then might come into fullness of Christ. Praise the Lord. Then you being rooted and grounded in love might come into fullness. And, but he expounded the fullness. That uh, the fullness of Christ is, has to do with a comprehension. Praise God. There, there are things that he's saying here that he added there. It's a comprehension. But it's, it's that fullness is, there's a test of that comprehension. It's not comprehending in a solitary way. It's comprehending with all saints. Now, 
if this comprehension marks a dimension and you are comprehending with all saints, it means all this all saints is not all those who are born again. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Hallelujah. But it is all those who are born again who are, who are also comprehending in this way. Do you see that? Yes, so, but but he's saying here that, and this is this is also this is an undertone of an explanation which John gave, but which Paul is hinting to about the realm of fullness in Christ, the kind of activity that on goes that goes on in that dimension. Praise God, and 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 we saw that from Ephesians chapter four when we were speaking about the, the body growing into make it increase of the body into then the edifying of itself amen and we're saying that what that is actually talking about is talking about a kind of edifying which is edifying by the method of fellowship Uh, do you get that so anybody who is being edified by method of fellowship means it means that that these his relationship with other aspect parts of the body is an essential component for its edification. It's another is a realm. It's actually a realm. Now, which is not necessary to be honest in the beginning of faith. When you are just starting faith walk, you to a great degree, you have you still have a great deficiency. One of the greatest deficiencies of of course children, babies, there's those who are becoming even children who have gotten some maturity yeah. is a lack of something is the is the inability to discern the body mm. praise god mm. it's an inability to do what discern. to discern the, the, the discerning of the body is 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 it takes stature growth to get into that place amen so so you will now find that the faith world of christ is not necess- it's not really fully a realm of fellowship in the way john used the word fellowship it is not that is not the although there is fellowship there but that is not the primary it's not a primary um or an essential component of the faith school are you getting me um but but when you move further you're moving to move into fullness one of the signs of, of fullness is that, is, is that in your journey, praise God, Hallelujah. you will begin to cite your place. Amen. Amen. I mean, you begin to cite your place, praise God. Hallelujah. And then, but, but the only way you can cite your place is by discerning the body. Praise God. Now, what I'm saying, there are different ways you can take it in your mind, but it might not be the right what I'm actually saying. Mm-hmm. When I'm saying sight your place, I'm not saying that maybe you will now realize, wow, this is the ministry I'm supposed to have as part of the body of Christ. So, that place, nobody, if I don't fulfill that role, there won't be somebody who will fulfill it. <laughs> Praise God. That's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, of, so, any man's place in the body of Christ, it has nothing to do with your department in church, your ministry, your what else? That is not your place. That does not have, has nothing to do with your place in the body. The, the spirit, the body is a spiritual organism. Even 
So it, it will be hard to even explain what your place in the body means without you growing up to sight to sight it. Amen. Amen. The sighting of place, your place in the body of Christ is a place where you grow into. One of the signs that you are beginning to see it is that you, are, you begin to cite the weight of the responsibility which Christ is meant to fulfill. And we know that, of course, the weight of responsibility of Christ is to receive God. Right? Or to, to carry God, to go into God. Are you seeing that? <laughs> so, the way you know a soul that is beginning to come there, to take their place in the body, is the, is the consciousness of, of, the, of the heavenly calling. That, so, and when a soul has gotten there, is beginning to become a partaker. A partaker. To take his part. Like, like Paul was addressing the Hebrew brethren. He said, holy brethren. These are not children in Christ. These are holy brethren. And then partakers means they have cited their part. They've cited their part. Partakers of the holy calling. Praise the Lord. Of the heavenly calling. Amen. So are you, are you seeing it then? So are you seeing that, that being able to find your place in the body, it's, it's being able to, you must be able to cite the, the function, the purpose, the essence of what that thing called Christ is meant to achieve. Praise God. And it will take uh, development. It will take height and growth to come into, into that realm. Praise God. And, and so he's saying that Christ may dwell in your heart by faith that you've been rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints... You're seeing that with all the saints who are also in this level of comprehension. What is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height? So when you say the breadth of something, when you know something's breadth, right? I tell you, okay, Jimmy, take a pen now. Write down the breadth is five. And I say the, the length is four. And I say the depth is five. And I say the height is four. What have I just given you? If I give you those parameters, uh, then you can, you now have the knowledge of the fullness yes. of that thing. In other words, when it is full, what will it be? You can literally just calculate it. Uh, are you seeing that? Yes. You, can, you can see the dimension. So, so this is talking about the definition of fullness. And he's saying that this thing is something that is comprehensible. Wow. Amen. Amen. It is comprehensible. Yes. If it's not comprehensible, Paul will not say it. It means he's not lying here. When he's saying that there's some, there are things, if you, you, if you follow a process, this process is a faithful process. It never fails. It can never fail. It will never 
and it won't start failing with you. It won't. Amen. It's a faithful. What's the faithful process? That first of all, Christ will dwell in your heart by faith. <laughs> right. Then uh, you, you, as Christ has dwelt in your heart by faith, you begin to experience being rooted and grounded in love. Now you see that word being. Say being. being. Praise God. Being. So. It's telling you that the, the journey into fullness is in the being mm-hmm. of in a particular being operation, mm-hmm. which is the operation of you being rooted and grounded in love. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, in the presence of being rooted and grounded in love mm-hmm. is an activity of a comprehension yeah. of the, for the soul. That the soul begins to comprehend the what the, uh, yes, the length, then the depth and the height, the breadth, the length, then the depth and the height, the breadth, the length, then the depth and then the height. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So when, as he's doing that, then you see there's a semicolon there, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge. Amen. So it means that the comprehension of the breadth and the length and the depth and the height is actually the comprehension of a love. It's a love comprehension. So it means that the dimension, when Christ has become full, his dimensions are love dimensions. They are love dimensions. So, if I, if I can use maybe, I don't know, if I, maybe if I had a 3D software, <laughs> Uncle Jimmy, where's your, is it SolidWorks or something? Praise God. Okay, let's say I start at the point here. I can't do it on the flat surface because you're talking about this is, is this not even three dimension? This is four dimension. Have you noticed that? Mm-hmm. Amen. <laughs> Have you ever heard of 4D before? <laughs> well, but this is 4D. If it's 3D, they will just tell you the length, the breadth, and the height. That's all you need. In, that's all you need for 3D. But there's something called that thing called height. It's called height and depth. In yes, it is in spiritual in the in spiritual. Really, there's height and depth, but science doesn't know that part. All science really knows is length and breadth, then, they, then height. So, to speak. so that, but that word height is, is just, is not really what it is. Praise God. Because in God, well, I think the first thing God created was height and depth. The, the first thing that existed in the present I think it was height and depth. It was height and then in that in, in height and depth now began began to position things. You position heaven at a point, position the earth at a point. There's something there is there are realms beneath the earth. <laughs> Praise God. Like in Philippians chapter two mentioned about that realms, right? Where he highly exalted him and given him a name that's above every other name, right? That at the mention of that name, every knee should bow in heaven and earth, then beneath 
the earth. So there is and that realm beneath the earth are realms that you find in depths. Praise So death is not a bad place. It just happened that that's where they put hell and all those things. But the death in itself is not bad. After when they take hell and throw it away. Into the lake of fire, you will, you will now go to the depth, and the depth is hollow and vacant because they removed what was there before. Praise the Lord. <laughs> and when, praise God, and when they remove the earth and they roll it away like a vesture and take the heaven and roll it away like a garment, what will be left is height and depth. Then they will bring forth a new creation that will inhabit the hearts and, and the depth as well. Praise the Lord. So, so, so this is four dimensions. We are speaking in the spirit, the spiritual terrain. <laughs> Praise God. It is actually four dimensions. Now, what I want to illustrate is, let's say you start at this point. Let's say you just pick a point in, that, in this region that Paul is describing. And you pick a point and you just say, this is the, let's say the middle point. Now, let's say from the middle point, you journey a little. When you journey a little, you, you might not be seeing anything. You have no concept of the, of the boundaries of that space that you have. You have no concept. The point where you begin to have a concept or an idea of the, the space is when you have journeyed and your journey has expanded. Mm-hmm. You are getting closer to the boundaries then you will say, ah, okay, that's where, that's where it ends. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, now, you see that, ba- those boundary regions, the boundary on the, on the length mm-hmm. of the height of the depth of the width mm-hmm. is called love. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow. So, from ev- every, every person who is starting in Christ, mm-hmm. praise God, Hallelujah. you cannot, you cannot begin to, to sense the fullness. Mm-hmm. The boundary of Christ yes. until you are big, you enter into love. Yes. Is in is in love. That's where in the in love journey. That's where you will begin to sense, have a sense of the dimensions of Christ. Praise the Lord. And if you are not, you haven't journeyed, if you haven't journeyed in Christ, and you take from where you are, you say, let me try and imagine the fullness of Christ. You cannot. (laughs) You can't say, okay, let me just think it. So Christ is, okay, let's imagine a man who is always kind, who is always good, who takes no account of wrong, who is patient. Who is loving? Who is uh, you? Just imagine it. You are trying to imagine <laughs> a full Christ. Mm. Amen. <laughs> are you? Are you? Are you? Are you what I'm saying? Yes, you can't. You can't. You can't. And one of the way you know that what you are imagining is not right is that try and do what you are imagining. You cannot put it together. You can't carry it out. You will be failing. It means that. What you imagine is not real. It's not practical. It's not what it's. <laughs> Praise God. Christ is not English language. Christ is not a list of attributes. 
Yeah. You check off uh, and this and that and that and you know that's what really don't present uh, to people. Check this thing out. Check that out. Check that out. Check that out. And then when you fulfill all these things, then you are <laughs> praise God. And I said before, religion. The problem with religion is that it, it always has a blind spot. When he focuses on this area, he has he's focusing on one degree. They are already at three hundred and fifty-nine degrees that is not seen. So when when religion focuses on that one degree and is is perfect, is striving, is getting it, he's offended three hundred and fifty-five. Degrees. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So that's why the, the pathway in Christ is a spiritual pathway. In Christ, that's why it's not just, okay, let me just, you know, there's a way man, man is. When you want to chart a course for yourself, you think in one direction. You think in one line. And imagine that space I described to you. When you are there and you want to, you see one direction, you are going in one area. The further you, as you are going, you are running away from one other side. <laughs> you are getting further from the other side. So, so the way of the way of increase in Christ is called fatness. You must fill the space. You must increase on every side. And to become fat, you must take things that make fat. There is spirit. Praise God. <laughs> so, so imagine a soul that is not fat wants to start doing Christ. You will be breaking it. You will be doing one side today. Tomorrow you will forget that side and go and do the other side. Then when you are doing the other side, you will be like, ah, there's another side that was doing before you. You will go back because it's a carnal man trying to do a spirit, a spiritual, um, a spiritual design. Praise the Lord. Hey, are you seeing that? Yes, so, so, so it means that for you to begin to touch the boundaries of Christ, it happens by enlargement. I mean, the soul must be enlarged. When there is difference between a zealous soul and an enlarged soul. There is difference between a zealous soul and a fatting soul. Praise God. And the, and the thing with a zealous soul is that that zealous soul, that place is there's actually a chain. You know when you chain a, chain a dog <laughs> or an animal and you chain it to one spot, it, it, inside his mind he feels he can go anywhere. He's free. <laughs> And look at that chain animals, they don't usually learn lessons. <laughs> Maybe they will just see something and they will roll as if Amen. They forget that there's chain, but after a while the chain will draw them back. The next second they forget again. We are going there. We are going to we are going to this is how religious souls behave. <laughs> it's from one zealous impulse to the other. <laughs> Praise God. It's from one word. Zealous impulse to the other. But between those zealous impulse and the other ones and the other one and the other one, there is no net movement. There is no net progress. Praise God. Because there is something it's, it's, that is, that is it, something that is holding you from going. And the truth is that you, and, and because of even that leash, 
If you say you want to just focus on one direction, let me even get to one love of Christ and get there. <laughs> Amen. Like you say, maybe I just want to focus on giving. I want to learn giving and master giving until I get to the moment where I'm I, I'm now giving like Christ gives. <laughs> Let's say I forget all the other, but that giving one, you will not, you will still not get there. You can't, because that leash will always pull you back. Amen. I'm just teaching the imagery I'm seeing by the Spirit, what they are showing me, and I'm, I'm saying it. Praise God. So, so what, what, so, so every Christ. Anybody who will come into the fullness of Christ, and this, this thing of fullness of Christ is very key. I'm seeing it very clearly. That is very, very key. Because a lot of the things that heaven is sounding, it is prerequisite. This fullness is prerequisite to, to many things. Praise God. And so the, the pathway, the way of how souls can become full of Christ is something that they have to make clear to us. And then empower us to be able to journey in that direction. Amen. Amen. It, the Bible said that it come, the, the time will come when the body shall be lifted up from thy neck. And the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. Praise God. The, the yoke shall be what? Destroyed. Why? Because of what? Because of the anointing. Because of the anointing. Amen. Amen. So that word anointing means, praise God, the word anointing, 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 say anointing. Anointing is the the things that make Christ up. Do you agree? Because Christ is the anointed one. Yes, sir. So what makes up the anointed one is the anointing. So, and the anointing is really that word anointing in that place where you say the yoke shall be destroyed, it means fat. What they're actually saying is that when that yoke on the neck, we will get fat and fat and fat and fat until the yoke is destroyed. Are you seeing? So it's an increase. It's fatness. Praise God. Are you seeing that? So, so, so you are seeing the, the way of joining in Christ is fatness. The way of increase in Christ is fatness. Is to increase the anointing on the soul. Praise God. Yes. To increase the word, the anointing. Anointing, anointing is not oil necessarily. Anointing can be melted into oil. Right? Like fat can be melted into oil. And when it's in oil form, it can be given. And when it is received, it can become fat, fatness yes. again. Wow. Mm. That's the anointing of Christ. You know, you know the anointing of Christ. Yeah. Yes. The anointing of Christ. Mm. When you say Jesus Christ, the anointing one, no, anointed one, that has nothing to do with His anointing to heal the sick. Mm. That is not the anointing of Christ. Yes. 
Because many guys have been anointed with such things before. Healing the sick, raising the dead. There's nothing Christ did not do outwardly that men before were in anointed really to do. But so that is not when they say the anointed one. That's not what they are speaking of. What they are, they are speaking of is, is an anointed nature. An anointed nature. And when you cut off that nature, let's you take a portion of that nature, you can, let me use the word, you can melt it or dissolve it and receive it and it can become a fatness on the inside of you it is that that's the meaning of formed until christ be formed fine to so to to make christ formed in you they must that's the meaning that's the purpose of the apostolic ministry is to take Christ and dissolve, be dissolving him little, and be and be be giving him, dissolve him, and and they, you can dissolve him into oil. You know, and you know, Christ in the hand of a, of a minister is oil, right? That's oil. It's an oil form. It has been dissolved that in the way it can flow. It's a flowing anointing. So, so Christ, giving of Christ is the is your. New Testament minister is to is to minister flow of nature. Is to is the is the to minister Christ that can flow, and Christ in flowing form is revelational. Praise God! It's revelational. It's revelation. See revelation. Another word for revelation is comprehension. Comprehension. When you are comprehending Christ, you are receiving the dissolved element of his anointed nature. It's flowing into your soul. And ministers of the New Testament are giving grace and are giving gift to minister, give the, the flowing essence or the oil of Christ. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Are you seeing that? Then? And as you are receiving, the more 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 you are receiving, is becoming fatness. You are getting fatter. You are getting fatter. You are getting fatter. As you are getting fatter, you are increasing. You are increasing. You are increasing. You are covering ground. You are covering space in, in Christ, in the domain of Christ. So, so anybody, anybody who focuses on the receiving of the flow of the, the ministration of the nature, when you are, if you're able to, to look at the, stay on the ministration of the nature, no, no, don't move aside to other things. Are you, get, are you seeing that? You know, souls are interesting, and the devil is a very bad person. He can remove souls, like I was describing before, souls who move into zealous hearts. And who, praise God, like Paul would say, that my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal for God, but not according to flow. Mm. Not according to, the, to knowledge. Not they have zeal, but not according. What is knowledge? Can you answer me very quickly? What is knowledge? Knowledge is when you, of the knowledge of Christ. Knowledge is fatness. 
that is has been received on the inside. It has settled. Mm. Are you getting? What is what is wisdom? Wisdom is flowing fatness. Yes. It's flowing. That's what one that's what they mean. Christ has been made unto us. See, see they listed all the other things, right? Wisdom, then what next one is? You see, righteousness is knowledge. Sanctification is knowledge. Redemption is knowledge. They all the rest are knowledge. But wisdom is the flow, is the first thing. They call it the principal thing. Is the first thing that is the one through which all when you check wisdom, a wisdom, open open up a wisdom. A wisdom, the purpose of a wisdom. Is, wisdom is a package, is a carrier of things. <laughs> right? So when you open any wisdom of Christ, it is either communicating righteousness or sanctification or redemption. Or, or it's communicating righteousness and sanctification. Or it's communicating righteousness, sanctification and redemption. Because those are the things that Christ has been made unto us. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> Are you seeing that? Yes, sir. So if you want to see what is the flow of Christ, how Christ the flowing Christ is Christ that is wisdom. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. So that prayer of Paul in Ephesians chapter 1, that the, he might grant unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. You see that? Yes. That prayer is that Paul began to pray let to is a prayer to open the tap yes. of the flow yes. of Christ yes. into souls yes. <laughs> to open the tap and you see that tap the flow of that tap if you know how much warfare is done to stop that tap from flowing that valve from flowing some a soul can be they, they can do something that will shut that valve for some days it won't be flowing the person will not talk because they are not taking stock <laughs> they are not taking stock why because they are not skilled they don't know what to look for like so a person who's supposed to be in the path of righteousness who's supposed to be increasing in fact if you don't know how to be checking yourself <laughs> Was it who said that? He said in Book of Proverbs, Solomon. He said, "Be careful to know the state of your flocks, for riches are not forever." <laughs> so he's using the metaphor of a husbandman, right? Don't just say, ah, "I have a hundred flock and go and sleep." You wake up, you have two. <laughs> if you are like that, so so he says, "Be careful to know the state, the state of your flocks." So and that's how we ought to be. Is a, a journeying into Christ is. Is not a is not a journey without adversary. It's not a journey without battle. It's a it's a journey where you have enemies who are meditating constantly on how to cut the flow yes. of it because every drop of oil, every volume of oil that drops into your vessel, mm. you have cut short his time. Mm. You are tampering with the time that he has. Mm. That every development of stature in Christ is a threat against the agenda of darkness. So they will do everything to fight souls from coming into, coming into that. 
Praise God. The, the, uh, the thought, the idea of fullness of Christ is a torment to spirits. Is a, is, a, is, a, is a traumatic thought to evil spirits. When, when you begin, to, when a soul, let's say a soul just somehow, somehow stumbles on that thought, maybe you begin to move one day, you're just overwhelmed with why, 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 you know, why is this journey not going that quickly? Why is it, what are you doing? And then you, you not just think about it in a you know, nonchalant way. You think about it with a heart to do something about it. You don't know who, what spirits you have disturbed by taking that thought that day. Because the, the idea of full Christs on the earth is a, is a great traumatic thought to evil spirits and to the devil. So he's okay. Don't worry, stay in the wilderness. Keep going around the mountain. Keep going around it, like they did for 40 years. Keep going around One In the morning, Satan will ask them, Have they? <laughs> Is anybody thinking about, has anybody asked the question, why are we going around and around? They say, no, nobody has asked. No, why? let's go back. We are okay. They come next week. Has anybody ever asked, wondered why they are going around and around and around? They are not getting to a destination. They say, oh, nobody has asked. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why, why have they not asked? They are all, all, they are, all they are concerned about is the food that they will eat. Mm. Moses, why is this food not sweet? Moses, why are we eating this every day? Why are we? They don't. Praise God. Oh, you see how. Amen. Amen. So, so as long as they don't want, God had to intervene and shake things. At a point, he had to remove Moses, remove Aaron, two of them at the same time. He had to bring in new leadership. Are you getting what I'm saying? To, to awaken appetite for inheritance. To make journeyers who have been used to going round and round and round, all of a sudden begin to sit down and think think you know, seriously mm. about inheritance. Mm. He had to bring, God had to raise a man with a different kind of spirit. Mm. Mm. Amen. And to tell them we've been around this mountain for too long. We've done it around, around this place for too long. Amen. Amen. So, you see, this thought of, of the fullness of Christ is something that, if you want to, is a, is a war thought. Right? Is a, is a war thought. Is a, by the time you start thinking that way, you are you are beginning, you, it means you are, you are ready to start to war for your inheritance, to make a war for your inheritance. You are, that's when you are deciding that it's not just no longer business as usual, I go to a meeting, I come back, I, I listen to the message, I'm cooking and I listen to the message while cooking, I'm going to work, I'm listening to the message, or I've checked my list, I listen to that one, I did that. It's no longer that. You are meditating upon your inheritance. You are meditating upon your inheritance. <laughs> Praise God. 
are you seeing that? Yes. Are you seeing that? So, so, so that is a that is a season that um, that God needs to bring His people into. Praise God. Amen. So, verse seventeen said that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. That ye being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge so that then you may be filled with all the fullness of God. To know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge. Mm. Mm. To know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge. Mm. Passeth knowledge. So that knowledge is passeth the natural knowing. It's beyond natural. It's something you should know. That's why I say to know. But to know something that passes, passeth knowing means that those two knowings are not the same. Right, <laughs> is that it's a kind of knowing that's higher than the other one, which it surpasses. Mm-hmm. Praise, praise the Lord. So, and so that this knowing is the is the same is the same thing as the comprehending in verse eighteen. Mm-hmm. To comprehend with all the sense what is the breadth and the length mm-hmm. of and depth of Christ. So, and then to know the love of Christ. So, so it's very clear. Mm-hmm. What makes love terrain difficult is that love passeth knowledge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it is the reason why the knowledge of this love passeth knowledge is because the love passeth knowledge. Wow. In other words, this love of Christ is beyond natural knowing. Yes. yes. It can only be supernaturally known. It can only be it can only be mastered by fat souls. Any soul that is leaning. As is lean spiritually in terms of lean with Christ in terms of Christ's content, you will not be able to carry out this love, or you won't be able to come into even the comprehension or, or the workings or the dealings of this love. It is what makes souls that are in the Christ terrain constantly fall short is because of leanness. Of their souls. It's leanness of their souls. So imagine a lean soul trying to fulfill the, you know, you want to live, fulfill the brethren fellowship life, which the, the standard of, of love. Imagine a lean soul is trying to participate in that operation where the body is, is what did he say? In measure of every part, making increase on of the body unto the edifying of itself. A lean soul cannot do that. A lean soul cannot fulfill that which every joint supplies. When is your time to supply? There is nothing <laughs> to supply. <laughs> when it's time to, for you to supply, you will quote scripture. <laughs> Because what you have is scripture, not fatness. (laughs) 
Praise God. Hallelujah. Say fatness. 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 Oh. Like, like Jesus was a fat man. Oh. Right? The Christ was a, it was a fat man. There's nothing. He had the answer to praise God. He had the answer to all the, the <laughs> questions that darkness the, that could that came from the realm of darkness increase inward increase that's what Christ does to his soul Christ does Christ makes his soul fat on the inside so if you are growing but you are not you don't feel like you are experiencing fatness you are not growing in Christ it means you're not experiencing enlargement on the inside. You're not becoming larger. So in some souls, fight fatness. The, anything that want to expand to break their dimension and expand souls, they, they, they fight it. Some souls will fight it, but they still want to somehow manage to do Christ somehow. You, you won't be able to do because... That, are you seeing that? They must break your own... Your own... Praise God. So the way they measure, the way they, they actually measure fruitfulness in Christ is fastness, like a tree. Like a tree. When, it's, when a tree starts bearing fruit, you see fastness begins to happen. Because it's beginning, it's beginning to bear. It's beginning to bear. It's beginning to bear. It's beginning to increase. Praise God. And become fat. It has more stamina. Amen. So, so it's time that, that, they, that for them to end barrenness in Christ. <laughs> you see, there should not be anyone barren in the land. He's not talking just about physical barrenness. He's talking about in the land, in the spirit. Barrenness is not allowed. That souls should be bearing. Seeing all barren. Seeing all barren. You who hasn't born, who is without, they say, they say begin to lengthen the, the, the cords of your tent or something like that in the book of Isaiah. That was a prophetic word. Calling, calling Israel to fruitfulness. But there's something in that prophecy. Can we, can we read it? Because it says that because many are the, are the children of the barren. Do you, you know where that place is? Ah, time has gone. Book of Isaiah. Fifty what? Isaiah fifty-four. Praise God. Isaiah fifty-four. <coughs> I read from verse one. It says, "Single barren, thou that did not bear." <laughs> Praise God. Break forth into singing. This is a prophetic word for this for this season. Yes. To soul. I, how many of you are ready to sing? Ew. You are ready to sing. I'm, I'm talking about songs that will break out in places that were of barrenness before in Christ. Souls who have not been experiencing fruitfulness in Christ. It's time for songs to break out. Amen. It's a single barren thou that did not bear. Break forth into singing and cry aloud thou that did not travail with child. Means you've not really, you've not been, you've not had child of righteousness. 
you've not brought forth fruit of righteousness. He said that for more, this is a prophetic word, more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife, saith the Lord. <laughs> Praise God. Then enlarge the place of thy tent and let them stretch forth the curtains of thine habitations. Spare not. Means don't even be miserly about it. Spare not. Lengthen thy cords and strengthen thy stakes. For thou shalt break forth on the right and on the left. And thy seed shall inherit the Gentiles and make the desolate what? Cities to be what? Inhabited. Why? is it fear not for thou shalt not be ashamed. Neither be thou confounded. For thou shalt not be put to shame. For thou shalt forget the shame of thy youth and shall not remember the reproach of thy widowhood anymore. Why? Because for thy maker is thine husband, the Lord of hosts is his name, and thy redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, the God of the whole earth, he shall what? Be called. Praise the Lord. Amen. So this is a prophetic word for as many who are looking to, for seasons of, looking forward to seasons of fruitfulness in Christ, it's time to bear fruit. And it's time not to just to bear fruit, like John said, to bear much fruit. To bear much fruit. To bear much fruit means you bear fruit even unto fullness. So shall it be. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. So Ephesians chapter 4, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Thank you. I mean, some of you say, wow, how would this be? How can it be? How can it be? How can it be? Is it true? Are you, are you sure I, I can bear fruit? Are you sure I can bear fruit of Christ? Are you sure I can come into fullness of Christ? Yes. Yes, you can. It's very possible. It's very possible. It's very possible. It's very possible. It's just... You just need to give attention to to the to the enrichment of your vessel. Give attention to the to to the enrichment and begin to take stock of everything that has been de- that is being deposited on the inside, and don't allow the thief to come. Amen. And it's not by power. But look at verse chapter three, verse twenty. It says now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. So not according to your ability, mm-hmm. but there's something called the power that worketh in us. Amen. So that, that's the blessing of a of a fat soul. Yes. A fat soul has powers working in him. So when you see a, a fast soul walking in righteousness, doing righteousness, being fruitful, it's not by his own willing. Yeah. It's by virtue of power that is at work in him. Power that is at work in him. Christ, the power of God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So 
I said unto him, Be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We give glory to your name. We give praise to your name. Amen. Amen. Um, thank you, Jesus. Let me just see. Um, because time has, time has gone. Thank you, Father. Okay, let's just go to chapter 4. Let's go all the way down because of time. Let's, let's read again from uh, verse, verse 10. Uh, verse 10. It says that he that descended is the same also that ascended, of, that ascended up, right? Far above all heavens, <coughs> so that he might feel all in all. So he that descended is the same that ascended. So it is descension. And then you see ascension is to feel all in all. So it means that he covered both the depth and the height. Praise God. Mm. So that he might feel all in all. And then he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, and for the building up or the edifying of the body of Christ till we all come in the unity of the faith. Praise God. And of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Praise God. Verse 12 again, it says, For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Praise God. So that thing, verse 13, he says something interesting. He says in the unity of the faith. Now, um, in verse in verse. Um, verse 3 and then verse 4 praise God and then verse 5 verse 3 says endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace right then it says there is one unit one body and one spirit even as ye are called in one hope of your calling verse 5 one Lord one faith one baptism then it says one God and father of all who is above all and through all and in you all. <coughs> Praise God. So, say unity of the Spirit. Unity of the Spirit. In the bond of peace. In the bond of unity of the Spirit. In the bond of peace. Uh, so, now, this thing here is not talking about the whole the church being united. Praise God. It's more than that. This is it's speaking about the... Um, the Say unity. unity. That word unity means one. Mm-hmm. Right. It means one thing. It means meaning that in oneness in attribute is not scattered. It's not divided. Yes. The same thing. Yes. Now, 
when you if you have, we have enough knowledge, we've learned and learned by God's grace. We have when it comes to scripture doctrine. Uh-huh. Now, can you extract the journey in the spirit, the part of his soul in the spirit, and tell me the first point in the spirit where one thing emerges? The first point in the spirit where one thing, in other words, where everybody who has gotten there is that one thing. It's not in the outer court. There's no oneness in the outer court. Do you agree? The first point where you have oneness is at the veil of peace. That's where the first craft, the first product of the spirit emerges called Christ. That is the first emergence of spiritual nature, of spiritual soul nature that is full. Only of us bear witness to what I'm saying. Do you agree? Because beyond that point, there is not yet completeness. So you, can, you tie completeness to oneness. It's the same thing. So what this verse is saying, verse 3, is that word endeavoring means you are, you are striving towards something. You are doing, that's the reason why you have, with all lowliness and meekness, you have, with long suffering, you have to forbear one another in love. Amen. Amen. And then endeavoring means you, are, you have to muster and, and endeavor to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Praise God. So Amen. when you say peace, what is peace? Peace is actually Christ. Do you agree? Yes, sir. Peace is our, let me not say Christ. Peace is the fullness of Christ. When you say, what is the stature of peace in the spirit? The, the stature of peace is the fullness of Christ. Or another way to put it, that, that the stature of the full Christ is the stature that makes peace. <coughs> right, of course, full peace is not just peace. Peace is life and peace. Right. Life and peace. So, peace is. So that word peace means is a stature of fullness of Christ. So a, a stature that has come into fullness of Christ is a stature that has made peace with God. What does it mean to make peace with God? It means that there is no longer enmity. Yeah. Praise God. Mm-hmm. Unity of the spirit in the bond of what? Peace. In the bond of peace. Unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Now, in that place where you find that the first oneness emerges, that is the first point of formation of what you call body of Christ. Like I was teaching yesterday. You have to flow from that yesterday, what I was saying. Because below that, you can't form body. 
because you have components that are not full. Means that they, they, they don't have. And you know, one thing that a body cannot, one thing that a body is designed to reject vehemently and violently is enmity. That's the sign of a body. It's, it, it is, it is, it's, there's, a, there's a synergy of, of operation within a body that fights any enmity. That's how the immune system works. It doesn't matter how, just a tiny, tiny little bacteria in the bloodstream is the reaction of the body to it. That's it. Are you seeing that? So a sign of body is the absence of enmity. Do you know that body is a is a is a sign of purity? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Is it, is that is it, what does purity mean? It means that is a, is an entity that contains the same flow in every part. Take the tiny take one tiny cut from your back, compare it to one tiny cut from your little toe, and look at the blood in there they will read the same thing. It's the exact same thing. It's oneness. Oneness. Now that body might be small, like a little child, and it can still grow. But it's not changing it in its... Are you getting what I'm saying? Are, are you getting me? It's not changing its DNA. Even though it can increase in, in size. Praise God. Am I making sense? Yes, Are you making sense? Yes, so, that place of fullness is very important. It's something that the fullness of Christ is. Any soul who hasn't, who is not coming, who hasn't come to fullness of Christ, has not made peace with God. Yeah. And if if you don't make peace with God, and when you go to heaven, you will know you are not, you have not made peace yes. with God. A soul in heaven who made peace with God and a soul in heaven who was a Christian, a nice Christian who journeyed to a level but never but didn't make peace with God. They are not the same. They are not the same. If, if you, are, you are not at peace with God, there are realms in the spirit that will reject you. They are not they're not casting you to hell, they are not sending you to lake of fire. They are just telling you stay here. You don't come closer. Don't come closer. Don't come farther. Praise God. Praise God. So, so that's what they are saying here, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. The next verse, there is one body. Verse 4. And one spirit. So the, the teacher of of Unity, oneness is spirit. Is the spirit who cultures the body, who develops the body. Praise God. Is in the spirit. That's where the program is. One who is the interpreter of the of the architecture and the plan of the body, what the body should look like. Praise God. There's one body and one spirit. Even as you are called in one hope of your calling, then one Lord, one faith. Then you see one baptism. So from that realm, they are now moving up. So you see, after that, everything there is one, 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 one. <laughs> one. But before that, you won't find oneness. 
Before that, you will find those who are endeavoring to come into oneness. So, and now what for oneness is, the first is that what they certify in this, what they stamp. What they stamp. Okay, this one, we can stamp this one. This one has become something. Before that, you are not sure what this one is. They, they keep you somewhere there because no, today you can be hot, tomorrow you can be cold, tomorrow <laughs> today you can be a servant of God lifting holy hands, tomorrow you can <laughs> the devil can give you a message to go and execute <laughs> they can, you, can't, you are not trusted in the spirit even you, you know that you are not trustworthy <laughs> Some of us who are honest, if they call you and let's say, let's say God the Father appeared to you in the night and say, okay, we want to commit, uh, want to commit a dimension of power into your uh, uh, hand. <clears throat> you see this whole realm of North America, they want to commit into your hand the ability to lock and open, to shut and no man will open. And how many of us will accept it? <laughs> Or heaven. It's an ignorant soul that we accept it. <laughs> Why? Because the soul is honest. You, when you check yourself, huh? you, know that, you know that if God gives you this thing, there's another guy who might be using it. He might be using it maybe, maybe, maybe 30 days out of the 31 days in a month. <laughs> Are you seeing why? Are you seeing why? So imagine, so, so there's no way that they would just carry a soul like, like ours, like our, the way we are, maybe right now, and then just take us into the holiest in heaven. And say, come here, come. You know the way we envision these things? Welcome, thou good and faithful servant. <laughs> what kind of God will God be if he allows such things? Would you feel safe if you know there are such beings that look like you at the throne? <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So there's a treasure, there's a place we need to get to. At least, this is the realm of the first recognition. Is a soul that has made peace with God. And the nature that makes peace with God is the fullness of Christ. Fullness of Christ. The fullness. That's the first. Of course, there are more. We've heard about further. That's where you come into the Father's work. And praise that's where the Father opens his work to you. The Father reveals his works and then later his reward to souls who have made peace with him. But you can't even begin to talk of that if your soul hasn't made peace with God. Amen. Now, you see this way into peace. See, I want God. Later, they now mention the other beings. And then, Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. But they will now begin to show how, the way to fullness. That's mm-hmm. what I, I send the Spirit. 
or God wants to unveil, wants to bring. Tomorrow is another day, Friday, 9.35. Praise God. <clears throat> Amen. Amen. To, to come into to come into these things there is a pathway that's what that's the ministry that was committed to Paul praise God you know, in Colossians chapter 2 Paul was speaking about the mysteries when your, your heart has been knitted together in love right then you come on to all riches of the full assurance of understanding to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and then of Christ in whom I hid all the treasures of wisdom and, and knowledge. Praise God. But, but you see, before that, um, Paul was speaking about he, the, the <coughs> amen. amen. He was speaking about the, the ministry, the, the core of his own trust in the ministry mm-hmm. or what his, his real mandate, his apostolic mandate is for. Praise God. Um, let's just pick it a little from, from verse, let's see, verse 23. Praise God. Mm-hmm. says that if you be, chapter 1, Colossians 1, verse 23, says that if you continue in the faith, grounded and settled, right? So you have to continue in the faith grounded and then what settled and then be not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you have heard and which is preached to every creature which is under heaven whereof i paul am made a minister so you you should be you should continue in the faith grounded and settled and then also moving to handle the hope well and don't move away from the hope of the gospel see who now rejoice in my suffering for you and fill up that which is behind in the afflictions of Christ in my body for his body's sake, which is the church. Praise God. It says, whereof I am made a minister according to the dispensation of God, which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God, even the mystery which had been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints, to whom God will make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. So this mystery, which will make known this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. It's very clear why they will say Christ in you is the hope of glory. Is because Christ is the peacemaker. Yes, sir. When you've made peace, that's when you receive the hope of glory. Mm-hmm. That's when you can be a, a true candidate to mm-hmm. glory. It means you can literally hope for glory. You can now hope for glory because Christ is now in you. Mm-hmm. Say Christ in you. Christ in you. Or Christ in me. Christ in me. Now, verse 28, whom we preach, warning every man, and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. 
Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. To present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. So this is the, what is the what was the purpose of teaching and warning, and which is what Paul was doing: warning and teaching. Amen. Warning. That word. That warning includes the. Amen. Amen. It includes the reproof and corrections, right? Amen. Amen. Then you know, then teaching includes the doctrine yeah. and then instruction in righteousness. Praise God. Amen. So those are the things that that constitute the ministry. Praise God. Amen. And he said he's doing that. The purpose of all those things is to present every man perfect in Christ. There's an expectation. There's an expectation. Praise God. To be, perf- to be presented perfect. How many of us are interested in being presented perfect in Christ? Perfect in Christ. It's possible. It's not far-fetched. There is grace and there is ability in, from heaven to get this done. Let's just begin to pray and, and just uh, based on this message, let's... Um, Thank you. 
Bless your name tonight. Lord, we believe that there are graces being made available. Power has been made available. For breaking forth. For expansion. Enlargement increase for every soul fatness 
the fatness which Yeshua was anointed to give to men. The release of the anointed nature of Christ that destroys yokes of darkness, natures of sin and death. There is release of grace. Our earth is fullness. We receive, we believe. We believe, Father, that such graces are being made available even now. Even now. For every soul that desires this, that longs for fruitfulness, in Christ that long to discover the dimensions the breadth the length the height the depth to know the love of Christ that passeth knowledge Lord I ask let such grace be made available in bountiful measure for every soul and give every one of us the wisdom the ability the capacity to connect it so we can be furnished and enriched by it. Thank you for School of the Spirit. We know it will be such a great festival of grace. There will be so much sharing and giving and communication and pouring of grace out of the fullness of Christ. We shall receive even grace for grace. Thank you, our Father. Thank you for our prayers tonight. We know you have heard them. And we believe that we will have those things which we have prayed for. We give all the glory to your name. We reverence your holy name. Holy Ghost, take this word. You know what to do with it because it's yours. Drive it into our heart and explain it and inter interpret it and pour out its gracious content to every soul. Thank you, our Father. We give all the glory to your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Between the cherubim shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim.